I was a uh, big fan of uh, of Soundgarden, of Audio Slave, the man yep. helmed both bands, Chris Cornell. Uh. Um, uh, dude, just a, a legend in grunge rock, alternative, all that. Oh, yeah, and just music, man. Like I, I think, so. like Soundgarden, especially uh, Cornell, kind of got lumped into that, being just by based on location and then timing. You yeah. know what I mean? You but I thought they were. I thought they were just maybe. A little bit bigger than grunge. I didn't want them to just be like, oh, they're a grunge band, you know. Well, what maybe, I mean? but consider but it they this were... way: it was one of those dudes that had the sound that made the genre, you know. Yeah, that's, I mean, I'm just. It just seemed like they were just a little bit more than that, you know. I thought they were a little bit not. I wouldn't say better. I don't want to be, you know, reductive like that for those other bands. But it was. It's just. It. I didn't want to like pigeonhole him into that. But he did have that. Mm-hmm. The, the probably the greatest vocalist, not just of that yeah, era, but maybe. Uh, of any he i think he's one of the you know maybe you know, top 10 15 like voices in rock music yeah, i mean you say it's like that's kind of like stp like you really can't say stp is just one genre so you're saying yeah. like he could he could cross genres or just go beyond it mm. transcends gotcha they were just doing better stuff and there i think mm-hmm. they were like ahead of the curve in a lot of things you know I what agree. i mean even even amongst nirvana amongst uh, pearl jam and everything so they mm-hmm. were doing mm-hmm. some great stuff i think uh, somebody when black hole sun came out i think amazing i forget who was uh who described it, it was like it was a mixture between like the beatles and black sabbath you know what i mean it was mm. just like the the way they put mm. it together those melodies it was just way way ahead of everybody else and just blew people away and it was you know, I was a big fan. Obviously, I still have been a fan for, oh, over the past uh, past few years. But it was definitely a weird blow. You know what I mean? I did not see that there was a- that coming. You know what I mean? Especially under- trying to understand um, that he was depressed. That he was, you know, that he committed suicide. And it's like, and people always go well, to like, well, this I guy mean, had was- everything. You know what I mean? But people don't understand. Mm-hmm. Depression, you know what I mean? It's just it doesn't doesn't really matter what you have. I mean, especially it was right after a show too, man. He did a show yeah. in Detroit like and just after, directly yeah. after the show. So mm-hmm. I mean, you're right, Adam. It's one of those sort of situations where you're like, Oh, you got everything, you're this legend. Yeah, but you people want to write it up. No it's like, idea. Oh, why would you do that? It's just like, well, that's just a very ignorant way to kind of approach it. And mm-hmm. it just seems, yeah, you, you hear the stories. Yeah, he, he was talking to his wife right before, then he said he was just tired and it just seems so sad. He's like, oh, I'm just tired. I'm just mm-hmm. tired. And then, obviously, I think, uh, I don't know if you guys read more, too, this, um, his bodyguard led him into the room, and then he got a call from his wife after she, she got off the phone with him. She's like, you need to go check on him. So he went and knocked on the door, and he couldn't get in, even though he had a key. He was locked from the inside, so he called security. Security wouldn't let him in because they didn't have access. So he kicked the door in, went into the bathroom. The bathroom door was locked, kicked that in, and then he found him with, you know, a red, uh, exercise band around his neck i believe it was how it was so really really sad stuff and now they're trying to link it. it's like oh did he take too much ativan is that the problem it's like it doesn't really matter what the problem is just, i didn't know this guy was hurting like that and kind of it's upsetting you know it's sad mm-hmm. very very sad news but what you know what a what a voice you know no seriously and i mean honestly as uh, we we talked about earlier as black metal fans it's not everyone you can just automatically connect to Mm-hmm. You know, and this dude, uh, a lot of his music wasn't just like, you know, it didn't just sound good. We felt like it had soul. Absolutely. You right. know, it's something that, you know, was deep enough that you could uh, connect to it and be like, yeah, no, this is, I, I can respect this dude musically, you know? Yeah. And, I mean, it's one of those left field things where it's like you never expect your heroes to just be gone someday. Yeah, was, I was thinking about the other day. It's like all my role models are gone <laughs> now, you know what I mean? A lot of them 
gone and out in I, these I know horrible you, I know ways, too. I know you're big Captain Kangaroo, man. Uh, I'm, sorry, yeah. I'm sorry to bring it up again. I know it's fresh. Mm-hmm. No, it's funny, man, because I was talking to, my, I was talking to my, uh, my wife about that, too. I'm like, you know, I try to explain to her that my entry into rock music was grunge. I mean, growing up, we talked about earlier, as a hip-hop fan, it's just an easy connection to grunge, and it definitely helped me. And I was explaining to her, like, listen, man, I'm seeing a genre just literally die off i mean yeah i mean despite i mean you could say of course cobain and staley and all them but i mean wyman went not long ago wyman was like yeah. what maybe a year and a half ago tops mm. and you got cornell and it's just like man you know and it's just it's definitely something that's just it's sad so yeah, I, I can see yeah. what you're saying yeah because that was the genre that really got me into rock music was grunge yeah i think me too too because this it was that age you know mm, what exactly. i mean and everyone was listening to nirvana everybody it was, it was bigger for than me you can too. imagine. It was, it was definitely the entry point. I didn't like pop music at all mm-hmm, until mm-hmm. grunge hit. I was listening to oldies exclusively <laughs> up to that you point. You getting your Tony Basil on? <laughs> Tony Basil. Perry Como? Yeah. <laughs> Sam Cooke. Oh, my nice. Fabian, you know. <laughs> Tony Basil was a dime for this boy. Oh, no, I'm not hating. I'm she was saying. gorgeous. Was she like 41 in the, in the no, cheerleading no, outfit? No, that was vintage. Oh, okay, yeah, her. Yeah, I thought you were talking Mickey or whatever? She yeah. was amazing, but I'm sorry. We digress. Yeah, um, vintage, um, <laughs> vintage uh, 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 Kylie Minogue. Mm-hmm. Now, um, what I was getting at is these are cats who notoriously had issues with drugs mm-hmm. and yeah. Uh, yeah. were very publicly got over them. You know, that made them role models for people who were struggling with those same things. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. sad to see them eventually get taken out by something kind of related. Not yeah, and, I, and but, hearing more about it, I forget who was talking. I think it maybe it was like Dr. Drew or something even saying like if, if somebody who's a recovering drug addict like Ativan is not really what you should be taking or mm-hmm. you should be oh, prescribed yeah, it's not. probably a pretty like it's kind of can lead you back into into that kind of behavior mm-hmm. and so it was like kind of not really I mean it, it, I'm sure that particular drug has helped a lot of people battle a lot of things but I don't yeah, think it's, it's the right perfect. thing for um, a recovering drug addict that uh, being said se. unpopular opinion here but a lot of drugs get an instant bad rep when something like this happens and I don't know if enough about Ativan to stick up for it but you know everything works differently for different people mm. so you know just like if you hear somebody's on it, like don't like rip it out of their hand necessarily. Either. No, of course. I you mean, it's still, I mean, it, like it has these uses. I don't think people are are really at that level with it. But I totally. think um, Ativan. I mean, I I think he he took quite a few from the conversation that he had with his wife. That's what we hear. Mm. He's like, I maybe mean, right. maybe had one or two extra, which is probably a good amount. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Yeah. To, 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 to navigate. No, I'll take one extra. I'll take two extra. I'll take three extra. You know, just to help me get over that. That's also how. Um, if you all remember Heath Ledger, yeah, it yep. was yeah. a drug that technically should have been um, non-lethal, right? You know, you yeah, these accidental accidental overdoses, you yeah. know, and things yeah. like. I think even like Prince probably had something like that. I mean, mm-hmm. they were painkillers that obviously have been have a really bad rap, right, rightfully so. But Yet he was still battling something that he needed. Still yeah. just just rolling still all over the going. Ass. Yeah, he's gonna live us all. That's how Jimi right. Hendrix died too, actually. And Hendrix, I thought mm. Hendrix uh, was alcohol, and, and it was he was trying to he, he was medicating was, with vodka. He was well, he was trying to <laughs> okay, take medicine to curb the ah oh, okay. like curb the alcoholic urge, and mm-hmm. he took too many of them, and it didn't work. Yeah. So he drank yeah, with them. A lot and of then, those things, if you take them for one. Reason you you can it's the combination yep. is so lethal if you happen mm-hmm. to cross over it's like yep. if you take a bunch of Suboxone and yep. then take like uh, painkillers or something like that that would really mess you up yep. you know one's supposed yeah, to get a lot of folks get jacked up off that mm-hmm. you go home throw away all the Claritin just you know just yeah. to <laughs> make sure. Hey. 
but <laughs> it's it just needs to be stated again and again like how special this guy was as a singer as a vocalist like just like well, i said one of the best you I know mean, you I'm can hear you, you can hear the emotion in his voice you can hear the pain and the heartache you can hear the conviction mm-hmm. i mean even black hole sun itself like the video was gorgeous mm-hmm. and you know yeah. he had a faces getting exactly and you, you, you know yeah. you know just by virtue of who cornell was mm-hmm. um that he had a say in how his video was it was just we're gonna do this video shut up kid this is what we're gonna do he <laughs> clearly had a say in how the video was gonna be shot and, yeah. and, and the imagery he wanted to show mm-hmm. just as an artist and it was just even from his visual identity and his visual sense just a beautiful video mm. um, in addition to of course his vocals and the content it's just well, dude's powerful amazing. man yeah, I can't kind, run man. the video but Herb can we run a uh, a few seconds of Black Hole Sun there real quick sure alright cause I remember when I first heard this song just listening to WFNX <laughs> yeah. yeah and all cats like yo man what's that new Tupac I'm like yeah yeah sure. <laughs> I remember this video freaked me out as a kid man it's one of the best yeah. alright that's the MTV generation now yeah. Right, Johnny gonna sing a little for us. In Like, that was the thing that ushered me in. Well, not ushered me in, but one of the things that helped bring me into the new generation of, mm-hmm. you know, of, uh, of hard rock, of metal, of all Black this stuff. Ball. And when you, and it's what your, um, mm-hmm. really, dude? It's all good. See, I appreciate her because he keeps the movie rolling, even though the story's getting old now. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. All right, thank, uh, thank you. Someone got that. No, but um, no, it's just like that's the level of impact. You know? Yeah. No, and, and I remember when he they went to Audio Slave. I kind of gave. I was a little apprehensive. I kind of pushed back a little bit because I'm like, I loved Rage so much. Mm-hmm. And I was mm-hmm. like, I didn't think they fit. You know what I mean? It worked out I'm, well, though. I had the image in my head. Yeah, yeah. no, and, and like they mm-hmm. made a lot of good records. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? They added a lot of good songs. And I remember they played a song, uh, no, a concert, and it was like Cuba? Yeah. It was one of the first ones. I didn't see it a lot. I'm about to no. say, man. But they did that. It was like one of the first times somebody played there, yep, and yep. it was crazy it was big. It was such a big deal, too, mm-hmm. that someone was actually uh, you know over there doing this show. But it definitely won me over because it was like he's just too good, you know what I mean, and that's what it really came down to. But to to make it work in that band is is quite impressive. Like I said, I could listen to that guy sing anything, oh, totally. you know what I mean. So it was like I said, just it can't be. Well, I think they enough. fit a little more with audio with um with uh with the uh, the Rage Cats because they did a lot of uh, or at least we're talking about Chris Cornell, but I'm talking about the whole band specifically. Like they did a lot of stuff to get people um like aware of community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, aware yeah, of like this grassroots movement. Like Absolutely. you know, it's yeah. it's 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 Social music, activism, it's political, political but they were like no band ever sounded like you know Rage this before is true. that this too. Is you know what I mean? So it's just like people didn't get it for a well, while. What's your opinion of uh, of uh, Street Sweeper uh, Social Club? Wait, is it? Damn it! Am I, do I have that right? The um the uh, the group made up of um of uh of uh, the Rage Cats and uh, the Coop. Oh, mm, I, I haven't know. heard that. No, I will definitely check that out. Yeah, I got some I got some tracks to play for you after. Definitely. All right. Awesome. Um, but not going back to Soundgarden. I asked for her to uh to cue up uh, Spoonman earlier. Because Spoonman's one of my favorite songs, mostly because of like the story behind it. Yeah. Mm. And there's this dude that actually would play music in Seattle with with, with spoons. Yep. So that was like a cool thing. 
You know, am I the only one that, that uh, is familiar with this background here? Because it, yep. it was real cool. It was. Yeah, a thing to discover. And he's just this dude. He's been doing it for years. You know, uh, local celebrity type status. Mm. And they brought him to like international levels. Yeah, this so one good. Song. <laughs> and the whole the whole thing is no one gets it. It's like he's talking about that dude. Make play the music with your hands. Yeah. I had mm-hmm. no idea. I thought it was a, a well, song about heroin. The no, video no. had that guy yeah. in the whole in the video pretty yeah, much no. throughout yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. Like, like, I was like, like 12 while, and yeah. thinking I was deep and being like, no, but it's not that. <laughs> yeah. It's about something else. It, and it's, it's not. It's about that dude. <laughs> that guy, <laughs> he actually... Uh, he's like an alt-rock Mr. Wendell. Yeah. Uh, he actually played in that video, in, in that song, too. You can hear him play mm-hmm. the spoons yep. during that song. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, he well, even has a spoon solo. There's a spoon solo in the song. Well, as a tribute, very few people know Adam Willis plays the spoons. If you'll... I'm Less a pretty decent a, spoon player, yeah. Yeah. The Irish pub, kind of. I don't know spoons. if you brought your spoons, but you play some <laughs> solo. Guinness, we'll get going. Yeah. Uh, no? Okay. I play uh, the forks, too, actually. It's a little bit <laughs> But we, we have that song queued up, right? Why don't we yeah, go into that just a little bit? Into it. Yeah, I mean, now that Scott Weiland's gone, Cornell's gone, I think those are the two, my two top. Yeah, dude, all of, like, all of like the raspy Scott. superstars, man. When we Just lost, great. When we lost Mark Lanigan is still alive. Eddie, okay, yeah, true, true, true. true. I, I, I thought when we lost B. Arthur, Eddie Vedder. No, man. Okay, I'm closing. <laughs> if I'm going top, if Stop I'm going that. top three, it would be Cornell, yep. Weiland, and Jeff Buckley. Jeff Buckley, really? Jeff Buckley's, yeah, probably number one, too. Okay, okay. Um, For, like, 90s male singers? Yeah. Mm. Cornell's just rock singers. There. Rock singers? Yeah, Cornell's that, definitely yeah. there. Absolutely. Definitely Mark mm-hmm. Lanigan. Uh, I gotta throw an audible mention for the Cha Cha Man, Cha Cha Slide. Yep. He was kind of. No. <laughs> You're a mess. Dude, You're um, a mess. Oh gosh. I'm, 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 I'm trying to have fun with it, yo. It's a sad it's story. I'm trying, sad. To, I'm trying to keep it relevant. Uh, Jeff Buckley's in there, though. No, Jeff Buckley's Jeff awesome. Jeff Buckley's a man. Yeah, I'm not, Beautiful yeah. voice. No, I'm not hating him. Absolutely. But yeah, this is. No Jerry Cantrell? No? Yeah, I like Cantrell, but I mean, I wouldn't put him in the top, you know? I don't like Allison Chain. You don't? Cantrell solo. Cantrell solo is pretty different. So I grew up in the Burbs, and the only people that listened to Alice in Chains were the dudes with the trucks that would throw beer cans at you and call you homophobic slurs. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. So, like, and it's like, I don't know, man. I got some neck, but the rooster is a. Freaking great song. Here's an odd thing, though. I mean, just so we can, like, uh, just quick sidebar on Alice in Chains, uh, living in the burbs for a few years, um, that music where I actually found my acceptance. Hmm. You know, it's because I was into Green Day, because I was into Soundgarden, because mm-hmm. I was into, you know, uh, Nirvana, all that stuff, mm-hmm. that I actually uh, would manage to, you know, worm my way in. I was still that yeah, you know, random black kid when everyone got a little too uppity. I was still a nigga. 
But yeah. when I when mm-hmm. I wasn't, oh yeah, no, no, no. Pat 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 no Pat Pat knows Dookie. Pat's you know, cool. sing, sing along Pat's with cool. he likes rock music. That's good. That is yeah. that yeah. is the gateway for a lot of people to yeah. like, okay, how do I bridge that gap? You know what I mean? And a lot of it's through that music. I mean, sure. definitely built my connection uh, with a buddy of mine from uh, from high school, white mm-hmm. kid named Josh. He was the only person I knew in high school who listened to rock music, who definitely helped me who, who helped usher me in to explore this whole genre. Albums, probably, it, yeah, that's exactly sure. what he did. It was like, hey man, I'm watching ECW. I heard this rock song. What do you know about this band? And he was like, dude, here. I mean, he was one of those ripped jeans but that's the, with flannel. Was that's like, the dream of a lot you. of these people who are into these bands. They're like, I want people to ask me about it because I want to tell them. I mean, you he know stayed what I mean? up that's, late. Yeah. Showed up to school late the next like, day and made mixtapes for me. Yeah, I mean, funny you said that. ECW did have the best music though. it did they Absolutely. super did like mm-hmm. i oh well, who was it um who had deep uh deep purple's perfect strangers as his theme song oh, oh shane, shane douglas shane douglas yeah hey. and it's like yep. you're like sitting there you're watching this i'm like wait i'm hearing some like deep cut deep purple yep. come on mm-hmm. like and the sandman had it to entire song as his intro went nuts yep there's that video of him i don't know if he was making a comeback or what but he like walks all around the ring no that's, that's, the that's, crowd, that's normal made out. that's yeah. normal yeah, that's every that's, time every yeah. time yeah. it's the interest the entire song yep See, yeah. Adam, these are the things I, I missed growing up because I didn't have cable for a while. Yeah. It was on Univision at 2 a.m., bro. Yeah. yeah. All right. Then maybe around that was when I did have cable. No, actually, at 2 a.m., I was watching Roller Games. Oh, yes. Yeah. 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 All right. No, don't laugh, man. That Roller Games was the shit. No, that was it. All right. That was yeah. it. Adam knows. I got Thank, thank. I'm going to give you I do want right. to throw in one little plug before because I know we're going to shift to the next story. But um, yep, if, if you have XM Satellite Radio, turn the, um, the, cha- the channel 34 on which the Lithium channel, which is um, effectively the all, the grunge channel. They're constantly oh, uh, playing clips of Cornell's, um, Cornell's just interviews, um, some of his um, uh, acoustic stuff, and just him giving background to his music and his artistry. And it's just a beautiful thing. I mean, I was listening to it all weekend, like, yeah, man, it's just beautiful to hear his voice and just hear him talking about the differences between playing acoustic solo versus playing acoustic with a band and just that sort of, mm. the nuances. Well, he had that, that solo cover of a Nothing compares to you. It was beautiful. They played that. It was gorgeous, man. Wow. So good, yeah. He was also a really good guitarist. Mm -hmm. Like, he's a fantastic vocalist, but, like, his guitar work, like, both with the songwriting and the work that he actually did technically was Mm -hmm. excellent. Mm -hmm. Really good guitar player. He also had the honor of uh, making a Bond song. For like one of the Bond movies. Right. Yes, he did. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Casino cool. Royale too. Yeah, the yeah, best, yeah. the best Bond movie. He was, the yeah, highest of honors. <laughs> honors reserved. <laughs> honors reserved. As a non, as a non-British the, guy the, too. The few, which is, mm-hmm. which is great. So, yep. The few, the likes of Tom Jones, Lulu, <laughs> and that one random uh, background singer that sang for your eyes only. <laughs> so, um, no, we're talking. We're talking about Chris Cornell. Passed away at the age of fifty-two, if I may. Dude, you may have been feeling Minnesota, but to all of us, you were looking California. Mm. Mm. Beautiful. Mm. Rest Beautiful. in peace. R.I.P. 